Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Cybersecurity Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me, as always, is Christian Redshaw. Christian, how are you doing today? I am doing very well. I feel like uh, you've been complimenting me a lot lately and uh, <laughs> catching me off guard. I'm surprised you just straight up asked me how I was doing today. Well, the weather's good today. I've been in a good, in a good mood. mood. I'm sure when we're recording in a dead of December, I'll be in a pretty pissy mood then. But <laughs> I'm glad we're getting a, a, the best version of you yeah, that's today. Right. <laughs> so uh, tell everybody who our guest is today. Uh, so our guest today is Victoria Grinova. Uh, she is the founder of Security Toronto, a really great security conference. Um, really just wonderful human being, really engaging. Um, a good friend of mine, I've known her for several years. So looking forward to tapping into her wisdom, getting to learn a bit more about what she's done over the course of her career. And yeah, we'll just take a brief pause here. And as a reminder, today's episode is sponsored by TELUS. And uh, so like I said, we'll take a brief pause here and we will welcome Victoria aboard. Let's do it. Victoria, thank you so much for joining us on this Cybersecurity Matters podcast today. How are you doing, my friend? This is so awesome. Thank you so much for having me both. Uh, this is a, such an exciting time. Uh, I'm doing well. How are you doing? We are doing fantastic. You, you've always been such a, you know, I've known each other for uh, quite a long time. You're such a fantastic friend. You've been a longtime supporter of the podcast as well. So I thought, you know what, we should probably have Victoria on. She's always such a great supporter of the show. So we're really looking forward to having an awesome discussion with you today. So excited. Thank you for having me. Even your brightly colored uh, outfit adds some color to our otherwise yes. gray reality <laughs> in existence here. So we appreciate that. Well, I do like the color scheme they have going on. The the blues and the grays, it really works well together. So It's flexible. It's a flexible color palette that goes with a lot of things. That's so. right. <laughs> uh, definitely a favorite of mine. So like kudos <laughs> to your decor as well. <laughs> Victoria, I thought we'd maybe just just start with um, you sharing a little bit about your career journey to date. You know, sharing your your personal narrative. Uh, I mean, I I know who you are, but maybe just so our viewers and listeners know a little bit about your career journey to date, um, just to just so they can learn a little bit more about the uh, Victoria. Awesome, uh, for sure. I have a bit of an interesting background, I guess. I used to be an accountant working in in financial audits uh that was my initial career um and uh by uh, an interesting thing inspired me so i actually was i came across an, an incident a cybersecurity attack um and that inspired me uh slash made me terrified <laughs> by <laughs> cybersecurity i was never a technical person never was interested in it but that really um really drove me to be curious about the field and really wanted to understand how do these things happen? What do they mean? How can we protect ourselves as companies? So that, um, you know, started uh, my education in cybersecurity at the York University. I had launched a certificate at the time um, and then um, ended up loving it so much that I transitioned into it full time. And now I, uh, it's my life. <laughs> I instructed it. I, uh, you know, I, I work in it and I breathe it. I live it. I talk about it constantly. Uh, it's much the annoyance of my, my friends, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's cybersecurity has held me and I never let go. So this is where I, I will stay for a long time. <laughs> I, I, I love that journey. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is quite a journey from accountant to cyber security. I mean, yeah, it was. It felt like a bit of a shock to me as well. <laughs> yeah, you've you've <laughs> come a long, you've come a long way, and that's awesome. Um, I want to talk about some trends 
in cybersecurity. Um, first of all, I mean, there are many uh, threats, many tactics that cyber criminals use. Um, the first thing is uh, so social engineering. Can you um, kind of delineate that, uh, describe what that threat looks like? Oh, yeah. Like social engineering is massive, massive trend. In fact, um, I know according to the Verizon data breach investigation reports, uh, like with the COVID era, right, from 2020 to 2021, uh, I think the social engineering or phishing uh, actually increased, uh, to, I think it's 10% year over year. It was, it was quite quite a, quite a something. It's quite a statistic. So social engineering is the attack against the human um, in any, any way to try and get uh, information, steal information, get credentials, like login information, that kind of thing. So, so any anytime you try to attack the human, that's uh, that's the broad field of social engineering. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely one of my favorite topics to to chat about. Actually, it's definitely, like, yeah, yeah, we could quite we the could, trend. Mm -hmm. We could we could drop into that, but it's at least worth noting and and defining at a high level. Um, sometimes uh, organizations get attacked through their suppliers, business partner partners, third-party vendors. Um, I know that's a that's a big trend and uh, something that is of interest to you as well. Um, what do these types of attacks look like? Oh, for sure. Like if, um, also something that, uh, that, that spiked since 2020, um, big, big threat. So one of the, uh, with third-party risk, uh, one of the things that we were used to, we were used to in the before times, we were used to thinking about our companies just like, you know, within our four walls, right? But many companies work with outside partners, outside vendors, like the. So really, we should be thinking about our company as having, um, not with the, like our environment is not our four walls. It's our environment is also their environment. So yes. when uh, with third party risk, like you have, um, when attackers will find the one of the easier ways, right, to get to a target, and lots oftentimes that easier way is through a smaller company, but often a vendor that is less secure and is able to then leverage their access into that vendor um, to then get, ex get access to their end like target. Um, very, uh, very interesting field for sure, growing field, um, something that's that should be considered very seriously, especially since Lots of companies view vendors as trusted part parties, right? So then they give uh, a lot of access and and give a lot of trust to their vendors. So we need to make sure that we're also considering the security of our vendors um, when we're entrusting them with access or with our data, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, it's hundred percent something that every single organization needs to be aware of for sure. The last uh, trend that I wanted to bring up to you, Victoria, is when businesses partner with cybersecurity. So how can business teams work hand in hand with cybersecurity? Yeah, that's the ultimate goal, isn't it? Um, what's really cool is that we are seeing more and more companies take that approach of viewing cybersecurity as part of business and trying to integrate security um, concerns and considerations and requirements upfront in, the, in business requirements. We're not there yet, I don't think, as an industry, but it's really cool to see a more and more you know, hand-in-hand -hand collaboration between uh, business teams and, and security teams because, you know, traditionally we think, you know, security is over there, business over there, they're doing separate things. But no, we're, we're one, right? We're, we're one as an organization, we're on one organization. So it's really, really cool to see uh, security become more and more of a business consideration, yeah. um, especially when like boardroom discussions and things like that. Um, like, and, and the big thing is, you know, trying to shift left, right? The shifting your decision-making left into the earlier in the business decision-making process so that security is already accounted for and thought yeah. about 
mm-hmm. right in the beginning, and then yields dividends and time savings and, um, and money savings as well. And to be money proactive. savings, exactly. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, I'd be curious to see here if you also saw the same slowly seeing the same change. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, and and um, like you're saying there, I think we're, we're we're getting into an era where hopefully IT is or sorry, where cybersecurity isn't being marginalized as just an IT issue. You know, and being able to see be see more as a as a business risk. And um, you know, as Christian has said before, you know, part of that larger enterprise risk management lens, right? Whether it be personnel risk, um, environmental risk. Uh, financial risk, operational risk, it's part of that risk portfolio, you know, so you're, you're absolutely right there, Victoria, in terms of how you're laying that out. And, um, you know, I, I, one of the things I wanted to ask you somewhat shifting away from that was just more so looking at the broader, the broader security industry and its sustainability moving forward. Um, you know, uh, arguably, I mean, it, it, it's still an industry that is being held back by its lack of um, diversification. You know, we still have a lot of people who've just come up through IT ranks and still very much dominate through through a technical lens. Um, wanted to get your thoughts in terms of where are we right now in that diversification uh, journey, you know, that diversity of thought, diversity of gender, uh, diversity of race and experience. Where is the field in, uh, in that journey right now? Where does it still need to uh, go in terms of not just talent attraction, but talent retention as well? Oh, for sure. Like, I know there's a statistic around um, specifically gender uh, diversity. Uh, I think there was something published a few years ago. I think it was five years ago. It was like eleven percent uh, male to female ratio. Just talking binary genders in a second. Um, and then uh, it went up to twenty four percent. I think about three years ago. Um, but I, I, when when I talk about statistics, I would like to bring it in in context a little bit because that um, I think the second. Uh, survey took into account a broader um, definition of cybersecurity, included some risk stuff in there. That's all great stuff. It's just uh, the expanded definition, I believe. Um, so I, so with that, I want to say that there's definitely a lot of work we have to do. Um, looking around in, in classrooms, right? People studying cybersecurity is still very much male dominated. Um, but what is really good to see is that there's a lot of push, right? A lot of like discussions about making sure that, um, uh, you know, folks in schools like children are exposed to like uh, technical fields no matter their gender or their background whatever it may be earlier in you know in the schooling that's really cool to see i've seen i've seen that trend um and making sure that we're not uh we're we're making sure to change as well the way that we speak about cybersecurity, making sure that we're um talking more inclusive language um like things like job postings can be for example like i'm going back to gender diversity, uh, can be very gendered, um, or the way that things are presented, the verb, the terminology that we use So in cybersecurity. So I'm really, really happy to see some of the cool efforts out there in changing the terminology, making things more inclusive, having a bigger emphasis on, you know, like inclusivity is, a, is becoming a priority for a lot of companies for cybersecurity. Um, so it's very good to see, it's great to see that. I think we'll see benefits from that in a few years um unfortunately that's something that we need to keep at the forefront keep working through it because we're not quite there yet um definitely want to achieve that um ensure that we're taking into account all types of uh, backgrounds and all types of diversity categories making sure that this is a field where people feel invited to come in and to stay um and that that starts with all of us in the field like we have the power to change the way that we speak and the way that we invite people in and the way that we um, allocate time and meetings, for example, to uh, 
you know, equally to to all the folks. And you know, just building a, a warm, inclusive environment is extremely important. It starts with us as individuals. Yeah, no, those are really powerful words, Victoria. No, I, I really appreciate you, you sharing that. You're absolutely right. I mean, that 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 level of change that does exist with, within each of us in order to make sure that level of sustainability or sustainable change happens to truly drive innovation and, and bring the industry forward. And um, one last question, sort of just something that we like to often ask uh, guests in terms of, uh, you know, for small and mid-sized organizations, you know, wh what what do you see as being, you know, one key thing or one or two key things that every small or mid-sized organization should be focusing on when it comes to cybersecurity? So with uh, cybersecurity, we're always looking at three pillars, right? The people, process, and technology. The one thing that is pervasive in all things is the people. So um, one of the the big, like the biggest and most uh, important investments you can make is in your people and educating them in cybersecurity fundamentals and how they're expected to you know, behave around their devices, what how they're expected to behave around the data um, and how to protect the data. Because it really is, I find that um, although the humans can be the weakest, like they also, we also, we, the humans, <laughs> have the potential to be the strongest as well. Um, because we, like, if we, if we spot a fish when it comes in, the, in email, we don't click it. We just stopped, you know, an attempt right in its tracks. So I would say if you are looking at something to focus on, the first thing we focus on is educating the people uh, and ourselves um, in how to keep ourselves safe. Amazing. Victoria, that was such an amazing conversation. You knocked out of the park. Thank, thank you so much for taking time of your busy schedule to join uh, Christian and I on, on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast today. I'm very grateful for your time. Thank you so much, John. Thank you, Christian. It's great to be on here. I really appreciate this opportunity. And hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and bye. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Thank you so much, Victoria. And uh, just a reminder that today's uh, episode is, is sponsored by TELUS. And Christian and I will be right back to wrap up today's episode. This week's episode of Cybersecurity Matters is brought to you by TELUS Business. It's no secret, ransomware is a challenge for organizations of all sizes. But there are a few myths about ransomware that might only be busted once you're in the thick of an incident. Some may think that worst comes to worst, they can just pay the ransom if they're ever faced with an incident. Unfortunately, as the 2022 TELUS Canadian Ransomware Study shows, paying the ransom is no guarantee you'll be made whole. Of those who paid, 49% had only some of their data restored, and another 8% didn't get any of their data back, and in some instances, the attackers demanded more money. Instead of budgeting for possible ransom payments, proactively investing in ransomware controls and a robust incident response plan is a more reliable way to manage risk and limit the impact of an incident. To learn more about how to better manage your ransomware risk, visit telus.com slash ransomware study to download your free copy today. Telus Business, cybersecurity that works for you. That was a really interesting conversation with Victoria. You know, I think uh, she laid out a lot of interesting trends, things that, that um, you know, are materializing. You know, I, I really appreciated her insight in particular around how we're seeing more and more organizations recognizing that security and business don't exist in vacuums. Yes. That they are one and the same and that they need to uh, not just co-mingle or coexist, <laughs> but they need to actually you know, be thriving in, in conjunction with one 100%. another. So really appreciate her insight on, on that. What, what about you? Obviously, a deep well of uh, experience from uh, accounting 
to, to begin with to cybersecurity today. To me, I kind of saw this uh, this bookend of the human, right? So at the beginning, she was talking about we, the first trend of the um, social engineering, mm-hmm. the attack on the human is how she put it. Mm-hmm. And then she talked about people, process, and technology yeah. and how companies need to invest in humans so that they can go from being a security weakness to a security asset and a security strength. Uh, absolutely. No, and so we're, we're very grateful to Victoria for taking time of her schedule to join us today. Uh, and we want to make sure we uh, say a special thank you to today's sponsor, uh, TELUS, for sponsoring today's episode with Victoria. Uh, and as always, we want to extend a very special thank you to our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week. Uh, if you did happen to miss a previous episode, do check out old episodes on the Cybersecurity Matters YouTube page or on your preferred podcasting platform. Until next time, be well, be safe, and we will see you again soon on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. See you next week.